Alright. Here we go. Oh, let me get my phone now. And three, two, one, action. <coughs> What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone. And I don't have anything to drink. Damn it. But anyways, hey man, what's going on everybody? It's Tone of Tone. Back with another episode of Snurbage, the podcast. It's been a couple months since I've done one of these. I've been busy. I've been working. And I've also been... Uh, <coughs> I've also been... Uh, Doing a lot of stand-up, doing paid stand-up gigs. I'm a professional fucking comedian now, which is amazing. I love getting paid to tell jokes, man. It's great. Some of the crowds have sucked. Some of the crowds have been great. Like I did a I did a party in December, like a corporate party. God, those people were the best fucking crowd I've ever had in my life, man. They laughed at everything. It was great. We played off each other. It was awesome. Good times. So yeah, I've been doing that. I'm the new host of the of the open mic night here. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Been pretty good. Had a good had a good holiday season. Stuff. Got some toys because that's what my like family buys me is toys because I don't I don't know I collect toys. So yeah, you know I came I found something out the other day. First of all, actually I should talk about this. So. <laughs> This is an MST3K weed. <laughs> I never smoked an MST3K weed, but this is the Gristle McThorn body. And that <laughs> comes from a, from a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode, Space Mutiny, where they give this, like, the big beefy hero dude of the movie, like, they give him all these fucked up names, like, big beefy hero names, like, Splint Chest Hair buff vander huge you know like so when i saw this and it said grizzle mcthorn body i was like no shit Ugh. you gotta fucking check that out sorry oof so yeah grizzle mcthorn body let's let's check it out i already smarty took a pull tastes good mmm it almost has like a like a peachio taste to it or something like that. It's nice. It's subtle, but it's nice. It's an immediate state of euphoria. No, so the other day I found out I looked up my name Tony Anthony Tony and um, <laughs> I found out and this is from like four different websites, man. That my name literally means gift from God. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Yeah, so really great news, man. So I went to high school with a guy named Charles Erickson, and he was a buddy of mine in high school. And it, it was cool because he was always, like, he was one of the rich kids, you know? Drove a nice car, sort of, like, it, sort of. It wasn't, like, super nice, but it was, you know, he, he lived in the rich people neighborhoods, and, you know, he was a rich kid, but we bonded 
over marijuana. Of course. Because that's how most of my relationships have started, is through marijuana. <coughs> but Chuck just got out of prison. He's been in there since like 2005 or something like that. Yeah, he was in there for 18 years for a murder that he says he did not commit. And I believe him. You know, I, I've believed him. It's a very... Very hardcore story. Like, you, you really have to read all the nuances and read all the articles. And there was a fucking Netflix documentary called Dream Killer about it, where him and another guy I went to high school with, Ryan Ferguson, went down for this brutal murder that happened in Columbia, Missouri back in 2001. Yeah, something like that. Um, it, It's very complicated. But all I have to say is, is that I've always trusted my friend because he was my friend, you know, and he was one of the rich kids that actually talked to me and actually gave me the time of day. And, and he was into the same kind of music that I was. And we were, we were pals, man. We hung out, you know, fucking party at the Hojo and shit. But, um, he came out and confessed to this murder. And then years down the line, he would he would recant that and say, you know, dude, I, I really don't think that I did this. I think that it was because he was blackout drunk that night. He doesn't know what the hell he, he did. Um, man, he was on other drugs as well. Um, it, it's a very complicated story, but my thing is, is that he was my friend. He came out and he said, Hey, I did this heinous thing. And so, I, you know, everybody has a bad day. Some people have terrible days. And so if he did this, in my head, if he did this, and he's coming out and he's confessing to it, he's owning up to it like a fucking man, he's not fighting it or anything, I'm behind you, bud. You know, it, it's terrible, but I'm behind you. You know, I'm, I'm with you, because you're, you're, you're fessing up like a fucking man. You know, and then later on in the years, when things started rolling out, how witnesses were saying that they were, you know, kind of pressured into saying things that weren't true, and all sorts of stuff. And then he said, dude, I don't think I fucking did this, man. And I, I believe him. You know, I've believed him through the whole thing. You know, and I stand behind my friend through the whole thing. And he did 18 fucking years, man. It's not like he, you know, did two years and then flipped around and said, no, I didn't do it. And then got out in three years. No, he was in there for 18 fucking years. Whether he did it or didn't do it, he did his fucking time. You know, he did his fucking time. That does not, you know, I, I still don't think that he did it, but, um, you know, that doesn't give any, you know, any relief to the family of this, of Kent Heintholt. That's the guy that was killed and everything like that. And I hope that someday the truth comes out. I hope that someday somebody fucking confesses to it or somebody knows who knows something says something because, you know, it, I, I feel for the family, you know? After all the, the back and forth bullshit and everything and and all this stuff. And it's just, I, I feel for the family, you know, and I feel for my buddy Chuck. And he doesn't go by Chuck anymore. He goes by Charles or Charlie. But he was always my buddy Chuck, you know. So when I'm not speaking directly towards him, I usually refer to him as my buddy Chuck. Grizzle McThorne body time. But he got out, man. And you know, I, I was in, <laughs> I was in the pawn shop, paying on my guitars because I had to, I had to pawn my guitars a few months ago to help pay for my kids' 
fucking birthday. And um, so I was paying on my loans and stuff. And I come out and my I looked at my wife. She was in the vehicle. And she had this look on her face like something either went horribly wrong or something went horribly right. Like, I don't know what. But I got in and she was like, look. And she holds her phone up. And there's my buddy Chuck. Free. You know? My wife and I have been together for almost 17 years now, man. In our entire relationship, she's known that I had this friend from high school that was in prison for a long fucking time. You know, and now all of a sudden, like, you know, fuck, man, he's out. Like, holy shit, he's out. I still remember where I was when my dad called me. I was up in my dealer's house back in the day, and my dad called me. He's like, your buddy Chuck in high school, was that Chuck Erickson? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, he just confessed to murder in that fucking news reporter. And I was like, what? You know, like, holy shit. But, you know, years years have come by, and, and Chuck is a really, really good dude. And I was really worried right off the bat when he got out because, I mean, obviously, you know, you get out of prison after 18 fucking years, you got a lot of shit on your plate you got to deal with. But I was, I, I was really worried, you know, like I didn't know if he was going to get a hold of me or not because yes, he was my friend and yes, I wrote him a few times in prison, but dude, I wrote him a few times in prison over 18 fucking years, man. I wrote him like three times and I, I, I was not going to be, you know, upset with him for kind of being like, well, fuck you, dude, you know, but he didn't, you know, it was, t- it took about a about a week and all of a sudden I got a I got a friend request from him on Facebook and we've been talking almost every day since and like the first thing I said to him when he texted me was uh, you know he was like I, I want to talk to you really bad man but I gotta go I gotta do some stuff and everything I was like okay that's fine but the one thing I want to know what'd you have to eat when you got out and he was like oh fuck man I had to go right to the airport he's like so I had some like fucking like chocolate covered fucking coffee beans from Starbucks and some like trail mix or some shit. And I was like, well, there's worse things you can eat. But yeah. And so ever since then, it's like every day I see him either posting stuff or he like sends me a message. Dude, I just ate this fucking steak, man, or whatever. And it's like, dude, I'm just so happy to see him out, man. And he's, he trained dogs when he was in prison. He's awesome at that. And God, I fucking hope that he can he can get that fucking going for himself out out in the out in the world but um you know and he he got he got his education while he was in there you know he's he's a fucking smart guy man and he's actually been talking to me about how he wants to do some sort of stand-up stuff and and that's that's great i i always encourage somebody to try to make others laugh But I honestly think that with all of his knowledge and experience and everything that he's been through and everything, I honestly think that he'd be better. I mean, you can throw jokes in there, but like be a TED talker or motivational speaker or something like that that goes around to, you know, high schools or something like that and tells his story because that that'd be amazing. You know, like he, you know, here's a guy that was, you know, in prison for 18 fucking years. He's got some shits to say. And he's got a YouTube channel. He's released a video and of him talking about the prison situation and everything. God, he's a smart guy, man. And I'm just, I'm so happy to call him my friend and to still call him my friend, regardless of what happened. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'll never know for sure what happened that night. I don't think anybody will, unless, unless it's the person that actually did it. You know, but all I know is that either way, my buddy did it. Did time serious fucking time and 
I know that he is not a danger to himself or society, and I'm I'm happy that he's out here with us. So, cheers to you, Chuck. Chuck doesn't do nothing. He doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. And I, I couldn't be happier for him, man. You know? But I actually bought um, Dave Matthews' band, Some Devil, or Dave Matthews, it was his solo album, Some Devil, back in the day because I saw it sitting on Chuck's, like, dresser or something like that at his house. I was like, well, hey, if Chuck thinks that's pretty sweet, I'm going to fucking get it, too. And I loved that album. It's a great album. So, yeah. Fucking welcome to the world, Chuck. It's kind of a fucking twisted-ass place, I tell you what. It really is kind of just a twisted-ass fucking place, man. It's hypocritical. And everything's changing. Everything's fucking changing, man. Here's the thing. I've always kind of felt... And, and, and this might sound really bad, but I always kind of felt like like a minority, you know, because I was never liked. I was I never fit in with with all the social groups and everything like that. Um, and if I did, they were all the the quote unquote my dad would call them the raised by wolves crowd. Um, you know, I I get stopped all the fucking time, and I get searched all the time, and it, like. You know, I've been to jail, and so fucking it's hard for me to get jobs sometimes. And you know, I, I but I grew up when I was when I grew up in in white hood. You know, pretty much um, when I was a kid, I started getting into stand up comedy through Robin Williams and George Carlin. But there wasn't a lot. You know, we didn't have the internet as hardcore as we do now. And it didn't have things like YouTube and everything. Nothing, it all wasn't at your fingers back then. Everything's at your fingers these days. And sometimes to our detriment. Most of the times to our detriment. But, um, I, I the only stand-up that I could see was every once in a while uh, Comedy Central would have somebody up there, you know, somebody doing a special on Comedy Central. We didn't have HBO or anything like that, so I couldn't do that. But BET's Comic View, man. I watched so much BET Comic View with Bruce Bruce and, you know, all sorts of shit, man. I saw, you know, fucking Dave Chappelle come up on that stage. I saw a lot of fucking people come up on that stage. And so I identified a lot more with the black community because I was poor and I, you know, I, I fit into all those stereotypical, you know, things that white people pigeonhole black people into and everything like that. You know, I, I, I was always the minority. I've always felt like, like the minority and I've always gotten along with people of other skin colors a lot more than I do white people. It seems, um, I don't know why. But when I moved uh, to Missouri and I started going to a school that had a lot more black people in it and stuff like that, then, you know, I was a lot more comfortable because it wasn't just rich, poor, jock, not, you know, it was, there was cultures, not even just black people, but there was people from all sorts of different fucking countries and everything like that. And it was hard to be... It, it was hard to be in, feel like such a minority amongst all these different little tiny cells of people. And so I, I really kind of have always identified with, 
with black culture and not even their music. I'm not even like a huge rap guy or anything like that. I, I like, um, I always loved stopping in the hallways and the brothers would be sitting there and they'd be, they'd be freestyling at each other and they'd be battling in the hallways and stuff. Like that. And I loved that shit, dude. And I actually, um, they asked me cause they wanted to, they wanted to have a rap battle at my high school. And they knew that I was kind of, you know, into the emceeing kind of gigs and stuff like that. And so they asked me to to host and judge this rap battle. Well, I mean, the crowd made the decisions, but I was the I was the MC and stuff like that. And so, God, that sucked though, man, because some of those guys were fucking amazing. But you, it was at our high school, so you couldn't swear. And some of them would be just fucking spitting some crazy fire at these other guys, man. And then they'd pop in a shit and I'd have to shut it down and be like, sorry, man, you're disqualified. Like, you know, I got the fucking principal looking at me right now, man. But, um, yeah. So, um, so it really hurts, especially as a comedian. Like, I, I feel very stigmatized as a straight white male these days because you know straight white males are kind of getting a hard knock and I tell you what I mean a lot of it's our own goddamn fault you know but I just I see other stand-ups of different ethnicities being able to do racial material and it's great and I love it and it's I just feel like we should all be able to laugh at each other you know, as long as it doesn't skew into the hate category, you know, like I, I, I have no, I have no problem with the black guys calling me a cracker and, you know, comparing me, you know, to other white people in society and stuff like that in their jokes. I have no problem with that at all whatsoever. I think it's funny. Make fun of me all you want, man. Roast the shit out of my culture, man, because we've done some stupid shit. But I just wish, and you know, and the same with Asians, the Asians and the gay people, all of them, you know, uh, stand-up comedians and stuff like that, um, make fun of white people or make fun of straight people, especially straight white people. And I just wish that I that, that we could all be in this together. You know, I just wish that that we could all just 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 tell jokes. And just let it be funny. And as long as it doesn't skew into the, I don't like you because of this, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it, man. Pointing out stereotypes has been an, has been hilarious on either side of the fence. Like I said, I love it when black guys just roast the shit out of white people. You know? We hear a noise in the other room. I'm fucking running this way, man. Meanwhile, white people walk right to the trouble. Just what's going on over here? Slash, you know, like, I love it, man. We're not all like that, but it's funny, you know? It's funny. And I just, I just wish that we could come together as a one united people and just say, hey, you know, things are weird. Things are funny. Things are strange. And we are totally okay with thinking that as long as we don't start hating people because of it, you know? Because like I've said, I'm sure a million fucking times in this podcast, you know, I have never hated somebody because of their skin color, you know, or because of the clothes that they wear or because of the God that they choose to, you know, to worship and everything. I, I hate people that are shit people. 
and that's it. That's that's all there is to it. And I've probably met more shit white people than I have shit Native Americans or shit black people or shit Asian people. Shit, I had two Native American boys in my wedding and one and, and another one DJing my wedding and shit. You know, I love the Native people. That's another thing about about this country that is just so goddamn hypocritical. Is you know, you go anywhere, you know upper midwest and stuff like that it's all every gas station you go to has just native american shit all over the fucking place you know beads and buffalo stuff and and books and history and all this shit then the moment a native american dude walks into the store and starts walking around the white business owner is sitting there following him like a fucking hawk you know it's just it's hypocritical man and as as a straight white man, I'm ashamed of how white people have evolved. But at the same time, I'm proud of some of us, like 10% of us, that have evolved past a bunch of bullshit. You know? And it sucks that that comedy is taking a hit because comedy is a, a pure art form, man. And yeah, there are bad jokes. There are jokes that are not funny. And there are jokes that are made to, to, you know, like stir the fucking pot of racial shit and everything like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, eh, you know, just, just making fun of somebody for something that's, you know, minuscule, minute, that it's not, it's, it's not something that brings them down. I just wish everybody had a better sense of humor. But I hate saying that because a lot of people that say that are the ones that are okay with some stupid shit in this world. And I have to deal with people all the fucking time. Especially as a comedian. I gotta deal with people that I don't fucking like. I gotta deal with people that I have to fucking smile through a lot of shit, man. A lot of shit. But that's the game we play, you know? That's the game that we play. Um, so, yeah, man, it's a hypocritical society. Yep. And what's, what's funny about it is, is like, so much shit just changes. This kind of goes away from hypocritical, but just a changing society, man. You know, like I, I posted something on Facebook the other day talking about my CD collection. It's like I was just standing there like I have my CDs in this shelf that's like visible from the door and I was letting my dogs out and standing in the doorway and everything. And I looked over at my CDs and I'm like, wow, dude, like I remember when those things were everything to some people, man. Like that's that was your that was music. That was where you got your music. If you heard that one song that you liked on the radio or on MTV or VH1, you went and bought the fucking album. There was no streaming. There was no, you know, none of that shit, dude. It was, you had to go get a physical fucking copy, man. And it was going to be 10 to $20, you know? And it, I don't remember the last time I bought a CD, you know? Unless I was promoting a band, like, you know, I was at their show or something like that. But that, that phase in human existence is done. And it's weird because that was... That was a, that was a, an occasion, 
well, I gotta go to the mall, or I gotta go to Walmart, or I gotta go to Target, and I have to go and buy this goddamn thing, you know? And you know, when you were there, you might have ran into some other people, or you might have bought some other things and everything, and it was, you know, the experiences aren't there anymore. It's weird. And fashion just boggles my mind these days. Like, I saw something online. It was, um, it, they were talking, you ever see those Zach Morris's trash things? Where it's like, you know, they're talking about Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell and how he was just an absolute dirtbag. And there was one that they were talking about where they were talking about that. Um, there was an episode where, like, they had this, um, they had this, uh, like, they were trying to raise money for, like, the cheerleading squad or something. So they had this, like, dude auction. And Zach wanted this hot chick to fucking bid on him. And she was going to bid on him and everything. And then he was actually won by a girl named Wendy. And she was a big girl. And Zach was not happy. And Zach lied to her and hurt her feelings. And then he learned a lesson. And that's the thing about all those Zach Morris's trash things is that you have to understand that Zach Morris learned a lot of fucking lessons from his trashiness. Um, but I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm looking at this girl in this meme, and it's Wendy from Saved by the Bell and stuff. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, damn, dude. That girl would have to use a dick to plunge all the other dicks out of her vagina these days. She's a big girl, good, you know, pretty, everything. That's what's in, man. Like, I work with a girl who's, I don't know, 18, 19 or something like that. And she was, like, walking by me and she was like, my butt hurts. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, and she was like, it's not what you think. <laughs> She's like, Tony. She's like, no, I, I worked out last night. I'm like, okay. Like, you worked out your butt? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, are you trying to get it, like, toned or something? And she was like, no, I'm trying to get it bigger. And I'm like, well, that goes against everything that I grew up knowing. Like, everything that I knew growing up was that girls wanted their asses to be fucking tight. Small and tight. And I know, I, I'm not a dumbass, this isn't the first time I was hearing that thick girls are in and stuff like that, but it's just like, it just kind of hit me right there, like hardcore, like, wow, dude, times have fucking changed, man. Times have fucking changed, dude. Because, yeah, when I was a kid, I loved all the skinny little Jessica Alba-looking chicks and Christina Aguilera-fucking-looking chicks and stuff like that, and they were always top fucking dog. And now you actually have, like, skinny shaming. And stuff like that. Like, thin girls are not in. If you don't have that fucking booty on you and shit, you don't have your fucking curves all whacked out looking like a goddamn hourglass or something like that. You know, like, it, like I guess you get a lot of shit. Like, my wife is, is a small girl, you know? Like, she's petite. And, you know, people come up to her and, you know, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. And... You know, how would you like it if I came up to you like, oh my gosh, you're so fat. Like, these days they probably like it. <laughs> but it's fucked up, man. It's fucking weird. All I know is, is that if I was single right now, like, okay, so big girls are in. I like, I like petite girls. So the petite girls aren't getting any love. Okay. And then also we had the whole COVID-19 thing. So like, there's a good portion of America that is like all iffy about like Chinese people and stuff and Asian people, like Asian people in general, because they can't tell them apart. Um, and so 
you're telling me that if you put those two things together, petite Asian women are not are not getting any play these days. Well, you can come play my sport. <laughs> like shit, dude, I'd be killing it if if because uh, there's some girls who just can't gain weight, dude. It doesn't matter what how much more they eat, what they're you know what kind of exercises they do or anything like that. They're gonna be fucking. They're gonna be twigs, and that's what I like. I like twigs. And that's just my personal preference. That's the whole, that's that, you know. It's a choose your own adventure book, man. Life is just a choose your own adventure book. It's all it is. So, you know, I go this way for the for the skinny girls. You go that way for the bigger girls. It's fine by me, man. Doesn't matter to me. Everybody needs love. Everybody needs love. So, yeah, that's that's my rant on the hypocritical world that we live in these days. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of that, I want to I want to put a shout out to to my hot hot babe of the month and not just because she's she's hot, but I don't know, she she's a rapper and everything like that, but I so I go over to my buddy's house and we hang out and he likes rap music. And so we have rap music playing a lot of the time, which is fine. One night <laughs> We um we got really fucked up and we were sitting there and this song called Best Friend came on by Saweetie featuring Doja Cat. And we if you haven't seen it, it's the greatest fucking music video of all time. Like it is it is it's funny, it's ridiculous, but it's entertaining. You won't be able to take your eyes off that screen. It's ridiculous, but in so many great ways. <laughs> like the opening is my favorite because it's, it's this fucking dude walking up. He's like, I can't believe these disrespectful men out here. Um, and he just starts talking to him and everything. And he's he's just trying to play the nice guy. And they're like, don't mess with us. We freaks. Oh, y'all should have said something earlier. I like me some freaks. He cocks his hat and shit. Um, my wife and I were just talking one day and we we're like, that fucking song should not have been Saweetie featuring Doja Cat, Best Friend. Should have been Jamal, because that was the dude's name. My name's Jamal. Um, that was that was the dude's name. So it should be Jamal featuring Saweetie and Doja Cat. And the title of the song should be, I can't believe these disrespectful men out here. <laughs> That's what it should have been. But so anyways, my buddy and I watched this video. We fucking, we, we couldn't take our eyes off it. We were so fucked up. Like every time it got over, we just replay it and be like, oh, gotta go, gotta go back to the beginning. It's over again. Better go back to the beginning. It's over again. And, um, and so we fucked up his YouTube rabbit hole. Like, you know, YouTube will take you down a crazy rabbit hole if you start watching something 16 fucking times. So we dove down the, the like the hot, rap girl these days rabbit hole and the other day we came across this girl this rapper named Koi Lee Ray and her it was the song Blick Blick <laughs> which is stupid but um, we watched it and, and Koi if there's even the, the, the least bit of chance that you're listening to this thank you thank you for this thank you for yourself because finally there's a girl out there that's saying fuck fashion these days and she's wearing everything that she wears in that video is fucking is uh 
like low cut jeans type shit. You know, they're not the ones that go up to your fucking tits. And I, I just, you know, be you, do whatever you want, fine by me. But I think that, that the, the mom jeans fashion that's that's been in for like the last decade has run its fucking course and it's terrible. But you can be sure one thing, I'm not checking out young girls really because I I hate the the fucking pants that come all the way up. So I mean it's it's fine. Like I said, it's fine. Do whatever you want to wear. I just think it's hideous looking. I, I just think that it just looks terrible on everybody. Like I have not seen one person that was wearing like the jeans with the fucking 24 inch fucking zipper and stuff like that. I, I, I have not seen one pair that I was like, okay, that looks good. No, I have not, have not seen one at all. And I blame Taylor Swift for that because she was the one that started wearing like the, the, like the fifties shit back at like 10, 15 years ago. And that's what started all this crap. But anyways, so Koi Lee Ray Thank you for your fashion choices. Yes, it's it's supposed to make you look hot. Yes, it's supposed to make you look sexy. But it just looks better. It just looks amazing. And the song is really entertaining. I mean, it's, you know, it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, it, it, it is not the greatest rap song of all time. It's specifically for entertainment value, but it's fun. Blick, 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 blick. You know, I fucking, I don't know. And Nicki Minaj is in it and stuff. But, uh, no, Koi, you look great in that video. I, I think it, it it's like the sexiest video I've ever seen, too, man. I'll tell you what. It really it really was. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Koi Lee Ray, Lee Ray these days. She looks really good. But, man, like, if I walked into anywhere, if I walked into the Walmart in this town that I'm living in right now with that girl, that girl on my arm and shit like that, somebody would shoot me because I'm, you know, no way. <laughs> that is specifically like a fantasy type situation. There's no way if I lived in the same town as Koi Lee Ray that I would ever think that we would ever be a good couple. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm a straight white man with a dad bod and a bald spot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And a little gap in my teeth. Yeah. I need to stop eating so much pizza, man. I eat a lot of pizza. So, a couple things. Um, just because I watched some new stuff. I watched that Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. Great premise. I was really into it the first few episodes. Then it just turns into a fucking Stallone fest. And you just end up feeling bad for all these people that this guy is like completely fucked their lives over and stuff like that. And like the end, like there's a big, like, you know, high point in the end and everything like that. And it's all set to fucking Phil Collins in the air tonight. And it just gets cheesy as fuck. And it gets Party's over, man. Fuck. I don't know. It just got, it just got really way too cheesy for me in the end. I would not recommend it to like, I wouldn't be like, hey, wife, we should watch this, you know, because I know that she would just be like, by the end of it, she'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, watch Jurassic World, Dominion, finally, because I haven't fucking seen it. Then I found out that uh, I've actually been paying for Amazon Prime for like six months and didn't even know it. 
put some money in my bank account, all of a sudden it wasn't like, like an hour later, it wasn't the amount that I put in there. So I checked it and I was like, oh, look, Amazon Prime came out like 13 or 16 bucks or something like that. I'm like, how fucking long has that been going? Yeah, like six months, dude. I've been paying for that. I haven't even looked. So I figured, hey, I paid for it. I might as well watch some of it. So yeah, I watched Jurassic World Dominion. And all I'm going to say is this. Stop putting kids in these fucking movies. Okay, yes, it worked in the first one. And yes, I was legitimately terrified for those kids when I first saw Jurassic Park back in the day. Because I was like their age, you know. Um, But the suspense is gone, dude. We know that none of them are going to fucking die. Nobody under the age of fucking 25 years old that is in these movies that is a central character is going to fucking die. You know, and that's that's something that like Jurassic Park had that none of these other movies have had is that it wasn't all just raptor fodder when people died. Like legitimate good people died in the first Jurassic Park movie. You know, uh, they weren't just innocents that were wandering around that just happened to get eaten by a dinosaur on the screen. No, they were like fucking, you know, Samuel L. Jackson fucking got it. That fucking hunter dude got it. He wasn't that bad of a guy. He he knew the dangers and that's why he was there. I don't remember his fucking name, but, um, but yeah, I mean like, and then, the, and then bad guys died in awesome ways and, but they were also scary, terrifying ways and stuff like that. And it's just gotten so, so oversaturated and commercialized and stuff like that. But all that aside, stop putting fucking kids in these movies. I fucking hate it. Every single goddamn movie. You got to put a fucking kid or kids in there. And it's like, dude. Just stop. Make a fucking R-rated Jurassic Park movie already and leave the fucking kids out of it. Or better yet, kill them off. I want to see a kid die. <laughs> Just because they, they they never die, you know? It's like, that's the whole reason why I didn't like the Resident Evil, Evil movies. The first two were cool. But then all of a sudden after that, it was a formulaic thing where it was just like people are going to get in trouble. One of them might die. And Mia Jovovich is going to pop in and save the day. She's not going to die for eight fucking movies. You know, so that's just my biggest thing with Jurassic World. or Jurassic World Dominion was like, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but halfway through it, you're going to realize, you're going to stop and realize, you're going to be like, wait a minute, is this whole thing about fucking locusts? Okay. Sounds good. Whatever, dude. So, yeah. I'm just having 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 good time, man. Doing jokes, making money, pouring drinks, making money. <coughs> Excuse me. Working at a gas station, making money. Some people say the craziest shit to me at that gas station, dude. I tell you what, like, one guy came in and he was just upset. He was like, "Why did you raise the gas prices?" I'm like, "Yeah, because I did it." Because it was me. It was all me. You know, Joe Biden takes his, his cues from me over here at the at the littlest, fucking most out of the way, fucking obscure gas station that this town has. So, yeah, blame me for it. And another guy came in. He was on his phone the whole time. Very well-to-do farmer looking dude because he, he had farming clothes on, but they were very nice farming clothes on. But he came in and he was on the phone with this person. And he's like, no, there are, right inside the barn door, there are four gallons of heifer semen. 
I'm like, what? Like, hold on. First, I got a couple questions. <laughs> like, first of all, heifers are, are girls. So what? And then second of all, four gallons of semen? Like, what does that even look like? I've seen some splatter fests in porn and stuff like that. But I don't think four gallons was ever pumped out. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of fucking semen, dude. Four gallons? What do you need four gallons for? Better be, there better be 40 fucking cows, you know, like for real. Yep. My boss asked me what we should do for Valentine's Day at the gas station. She's like, we should do something fun for, for people, you know, at the gas station here for Valentine's Day. You got any ideas? I was just like, yeah, I mean, let's put a glory hole in right between the men and the women's bathroom. And I mean, you know, there can be like a slot on each side to where they can shut it off. They can, we can shut it down, you know, but, you know, why, why not give couples like a little, little incentive? Want to be dirty? Want to be really dirty? <laughs> you know, like, let's go use the fucking glory hole at the, at the fucking gas station bathroom. We're not even like a like like one of the nicest gas stations either, so you know you're taking something into your own hands and mouth. Ah, whatever. But yeah, so I mechanicked the other day. I really did. I uh, uh, got into the wife's vehicle and it was cold, man. Like I warmed that fucker up too, and it was still cold and uh, was not warming up. So I went and put some cooling in it she warmed right up after that so I felt like fucking you know like west coast fucking choppers or some shit man or I don't know Mr. fucking mechanic over here like fast and the furious I fixed it motherfucker fixed your car for me man <laughs> fucked up shit dude oh sorry I'm just gonna check my notes here because there was some so <laughs> there's this Manson stuff going around I'm pretty sure I talked about it before but the other day my bu I was over at my buddy's house and sometimes he puts on other stuff besides rap and one of the things he put on the other day was um, uh, Sweet Dreams are made of this by uh, fucking by Manson and shit we're watching this video. And I just think about these women that are coming out against Manson. And it's like, you know, if you were with him while he was famous, here's the deal. You know, we all, I mean, I don't know. I've never dated via social media. You know, I've, I've Facebook creep people and stuff like that every once in a while. But, I mean, I'm guessing that that's kind of like a prerequisite for going on a date with somebody these days is you look them up, you know, or you at least look at their work, especially if they're an artist. You know, you look at their work, and it's like, I'm looking at watching these videos, and I'm like, dude, what part of you thought this was going to be a normal thing? <laughs> like... For real, dude. I mean, yes, every, you know, artists are artists and they put their art out there and their art doesn't necessarily reflect every piece of them and stuff like that. And Marilyn Manson is a show artist. 
you know, in many ways. But at the same time, like, you gotta know that it's gonna get weird and it's gonna get dark and it's gonna get rough. Like, you know, I, I don't see Marilyn Manson, like, you know, spreading, you know, rose, pink rose petals all the way to the bed where he's, you know, like, sitting there waiting to make glorious love to you. You know, like, I just don't see that. And, like, that's what I would think. Like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, okay, you know, like, th this is the, this is the guy that I'm going out with. Maybe you don't judge a book by its cover, but at the same time, you have to have a level in you of saying, holy shit, this, this might get really fucking weird, man. You know, same with fucking the, these girls that are coming out against Hugh Hefner now and stuff like that, where it's like, I mean, I, I don't condone everything that Hugh Hefner did. Yes, I know. But at the same time, I have to, I have to fucking say that like, you, these stories about them saying, oh, and I was invited to be like, you know, to live in the house and all this stuff as a playboy bunny and everything. And then, oh my God, they wanted me to have sex with this old man. Well, dude, like, I'm sorry, but dude, like what, you know, was there not even an inkling in you that said, hey, this probably has some strings attached to it that go beyond, you know, like, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it, but at the same time, you know, you knew who you were going there to see. You knew who was in there. You knew what this whole place was about, you know? And I'm not saying that these guys are innocent by any means, but all I'm saying is, like, did you not use any fucking, like, like, common sense whatsoever in, you know, like, did, did were there no red flags? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's that's a tough one. That's a really big tough one. And if if they did these horrible fucking things that they you know are said to have done, the only thing that they can do is come out and say, "I'm sorry." Own up to it. Don't fight it. Own up to it because you don't know. It could have looked like a very consensual act. But in the same time, you don't know what that might be doing to people on the inside. You know, and it's fucked up, man. It's it's really fucked up. But I mean, I would just come out and say, if I made you feel, you know, anything other than, you know, what I thought that I was feeling, you know, then I'm truly sorry. And if you want to sue me for a bunch of money, then sue me for a bunch of money, you know, but I'm, I'm sorry, you know, like that's all you can do. Like you can't fight it because then you just look like a dick. You know, I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of ins and a lot of outs to that. So, hey, this was Grizzle McThornbody. Thanks for joining me on Snurbage the Podcast. Um, and I, I haven't been up, you know, I haven't been doing this as much as I should be. I haven't been promoting it as much as I should be, so... I mean, fuck me if I only have, like, two listeners or anything like that. But I do love the few listeners that I have. And I love knowing that, you know, hey, somebody has somebody to smoke with. 
and maybe bounce some things off of and stuff like that. So, but yeah, man, you guys have a good one. It was nice getting back on here. Uh, have a good Valentine's Day. Find a glory hole for your Valentine's Day pleasure or make one at home. It's a nice little project to do together too, you know, just to make one at home. And if you don't know what a glory hole is, like, you know, you should Google that because it's science. But anyways, thank you to you guys for listening. Thanks thanks to Jessica Alba um, being with me here in the studio on the wall um you know i i these are therapeutic for me to god my phone won't shut the fuck up i should just put it on silent but then i always forget to take it off of silent and then something bad happens and i'm i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah this this uh this this grizzle mcthorn body man i'm like rambling stoned it's kind of nice it's my day off so and it's the morning so don't really have to fucking you know worry about too much so you guys have a great day and uh let me know what you guys think about the things i talked about let me know if there's anything that you wish that i would talk about let me know if you want to be a guest on my show you don't even have to be in the studio to be a guest on my show we could do it over the over the skype machine or zoom machine or something so you guys keep it real hey 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 smoke weed every day and fucking nah. take it out young stone